Blog Talk Radio. You're a mystical man. Lead us through sacred land. In the magic, the magic of life. You're a shaman that leads other people to Open to receive the magic of life. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go Within and Go Without Radio. I am your host, Daniel Gutierrez, and wow, here on the West Coast, it is a beautiful morning. I hope you're having a beautiful morning as you grab your coffee or tea to hear this tantalizing interview I'm about to do. This uh, particular interview is special to me because I've known this person. We were talking probably 25 years, and it's been about 10 since we've communicated. So it's, we didn't have near enough time before the show to even catch up, but we're going to talk to her about a brand-new book that she wrote, um, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But I want to just kind of get you to relax into this space, relax into where you are right now, and remember that being mindful is about being present, just kind of forgetting everything that the world says you need to do today, whether that be, you know, go to the beach or whether that means going to read the paper. Be present. Give yourself the gift of presence, even just in the in the right here, right now, and, and you'll find magic there. And maybe we'll even talk a little bit about that with our guest. Let me read a little bit about her. Arrived in the United States from Colombia at the age of 12, uh, and not speaking any English, which I did not know. Betty, Betty uh, Uribe. Did I say that right? Uribe? It's Uribe. Uribe or Uribe. Uribe. Okay. Okay, Uribe. First job was cleaning houses to support her family. Fast forward to the day, Dr. Betty Uribe, the nationally and internationally renowned, listen to this, senior banking executive. This is why this makes it so interesting. Uh, entrepreneur, speaker, and author. And the secret to her success? Values-based leadership, and I can vouch for that because I knew her before she was ever an author, and she was always about values, always. In her remarkable life journey, Dr. Betty has touched the lives of thousands upon thousands of people around the world. From humble beginnings, her journey was, it has included our Heavenly Father, family, and friends and at the center of her life, impacting companies and communities throughout her 28-year ba- wow, 28 banking career. Year banking career. Earning four college degrees, listen to this, owning five small businesses, and serving on the boards of several private, educational, and nonprofit organizations. Dr. Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. It's such a pleasure to be here, especially with I you, know. Danny. It's been so long. <laughs> the last time I, I remember, I was at your house sitting on. I remember your house out somewhere. I don't know where it was at, but we were having, I don't know if one of your kids was having a birthday or something. It was outside. I don't remember. And I think I may have even had my son. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. A long time ago. I remember they were all children. I know. It's been a while. A lot has happened since it then. It has. Oh, I would say so, right? So I'm going to, we can get off into personal stuff some other time, but I want to dive into uh, the reason why I brought you on the show, and that is because of your your new book called Values. And I love the fact that it's just 
the hashtag values, the secret to top-level performance in business and in life. Tell us about it. Well, the book was born as a result of my dissertation study. I did a dis- my dissertation was uh, on values-based leadership, and I went off to interview individuals around the United States who were values-based leaders at a time when the economic environment was crashing, and there was the social epidemic that was starting back then about leaders falling. And the leaders were falling all over. If you recall, academia, government, Mm -hmm. uh, even clergy and business, and uh, in sports people. uh, So all the role models were falling. And and I really wanted to know what in the world is it that uh, is happening, and do we have anyone in the United States that actually can be role models. And if you recall, you know, Mother Teresa was already gone and Mahatma Gandhi and the, and the big role models um, in the world either kept falling or have already gone. So I sought out to look for values-based leaders and to figure out what are the commonalities between them. And, and my definition of values-based leaders was leaders who live according to their values, they make decisions according to their values. They focus on the good of the whole and make an impact on others. And so I went to the White House. I went to the Pentagon I, uh, and interviewed military generals from the White House and the Pentagon in all, uh, all legs of, of military because I feel there is a lot that we can learn from the military from a leadership perspective. I also went to CEOs of large, media, and medium-sized companies and CEOs and C-level executives in financial services. I chose those three pillars because those are the three pillars that really uphold companies. And when a country is after a war situation, those are the three pillars that will revive the country again. And I found some commonalities around these folks and role models. Uh, that we can actually lift up. So every one of these individuals that are in my book, I, I have, I ended up with 19 individuals in the book, um, a lot more in my in my dissertation study. But I chose 19 of them to be in the book that can be held up as role models. I also took a look at their spouses or the people that really support them, which is a little bit unusual in my book. I have a a chapter in it that is called "We Don't Do This Alone." And we don't. We don't do this alone. And so it was important for me to highlight the support people of, of many of these individuals. And that's how the book came out. It's, uh, it, and since it came out, Danny, it's been, it's been kind of a miracle, the things that have happened, um, uh, even from the day it came out. <clears throat> if, I, if, if you like, I can actually kind of walk yeah, you through well, that, before, too. Yeah, before we... Yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, something I want to discuss about um, that's in your book, and that I know that you that you stand behind very strongly, and that's the word integrity. We have a very skewed view of that in our culture today, um, and and I'm, I don't want to get off into politics. I just want to look at leadership. We'll just leave it that at, at that. And and what do we do when integrity? is being displayed as not being quite the value that 
maybe it should be. I mean, what do we do about that, Doctor? I mean, it's it's really something that I think that our young people are are, are struggling with because of what what's being role modeled. Uh, and you have hit it right smack in the center of uh, what truly matters. Uh, I believe integrity is something that happens when nobody's looking. Uh, integrity Ooh, I love that. is. Integrity is about doing the right thing in spite of circumstances, and it takes courage to be integrous. Mm -hmm. I just came back from a 10-day Vipassana silent meditation, and one of the things that they, they, they started to, to put together at the very beginning was do not lie. Right. And, I, and I, how can you lie in a silent meditation? Right. <laughs> and, and so I had, I, so, <laughs> so I had 10 days to really think about uh, the, 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 I, I guess the, the context they said at the very beginning, it was, it was more than don't lie. It was, you know, don't, don't kill anything and, and a lot of different things. But, but since we're talking about integrity, I think all of us, and uh, in, in myself included, integrity has been the fiber of my my culture and the fiber of everything and everyone that I surround myself with. And it, it's truly critical in order to be to build trust, right? You need to have integrity to build trust. One of the things I talk about in my book and hashtag values is congruency. And what I mean by that is if you say these are my values, then your actions must align with what you're saying, right? So if you're a parent and you're walking out the door and your child says, Mommy or Daddy, I need you, what are you going to do at that moment? That's a defining moment for that child. Why? Because you're either showing them you care about them or you're showing them that you are not in alignment with your values and you walk out no matter what and you say, well, We'll handle it when I get back without even taking the time to, to see. And I know you understand that because you're a fantastic father. You always have been. And so integrity happens when it, with ourselves first. We must be integrous with our own selves first before we can be integrous with others. And one of the things I talk about to my executives is don't ever believe the lie. And what I mean by that is, Whatever's on your business card, all that is is a title. And yes. it's a title that allows you to open up doors outside of the company and that builds barriers inside of the company, right? Because people, oh, the executive vice president, I can't bother her or she's too important or she's too fill in the blanks. And so you can't believe that lie, right? You've got to know who you are and you are not the company. You are the, 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 you are the makeup of the value system that you have set up for yourself. So integrity in government right now, and in fact, I just came back from Luxembourg, and I'm supposed to go back to Luxembourg in September to speak to the Grand Duke, the royal family, the prime minister, and the cabinet about values and about leading with values and about permeating those values to their country and I've been invited to go to a couple of others as a result of it. And so I've had a lot of time to really think about the role that integrity plays in government. But even getting out of government, the role that integrity plays in all of us as leaders and in all of us as influencers. Because no matter who we are, whether we are a 13- to 17-year-old influencer in your school 
or a professor or a government official or a head of household, we are all influencers. And the integrity part is the one piece that Stephen Covey, I had a wonderful conversation with Stephen Covey when he decided to endorse my book. And Stephen Covey talks about the speed of trust. But in order to get trust from people, to be trusted, your actions have to be completely aligned with what you say your values are. And that is where integrity comes in. That is the genesis of everything you want to do in life. It begins with integrity, but integrity begins with yourself. I love that. I love that. So I want I want to get away from the book, but before we do, where do we find your book? Tell us where we find your book. Um, uh, my website is www.drbetty.com, and in the website you'll see opportunities to purchase the book and opportunities to donate for scholarships. My book is not a moneymaker. Uh, I my book is an opportunity to raise funds for scholarships. And so you can Beautiful. you can find it on Amazon, you can find it on Barnes and Noble, or you can go into my website and, and, and order it through there as well. And I've got links to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and so forth. Thank you. Thank you for Thank giving us that. Now I wanna I wanna uh, yeah, I wanna get away a little bit from the book. Uh well it's still all part of the book, but you're you're a banker. And when people think about bankers, they think about a very rigid, thinking, pragmatic, thought process person. You're not traditional in the sense of the executive banker. Tell us why you don't consider yourself that way. Thank you, Danny. Uh, actually, yes, I'm, I'm a non-traditional banker. <laughs> I, I was an entrepreneur from the time I was 19 years old, uh, Kaiser Permanente's gynecological light uh, for the ladies in your audience, uh, that was my first, uh, that was my light. That was my first company that uh, uh, designed it and manufactured it. I was 19 years old. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, so as an entrepreneur, I, I call myself a trifecta, right? So I'm entrepreneur, I'm an academic, and I'm, and I'm an executive. And I guess now it's a quad, quadrifecta because now I'm an author. That's right. And, um, That's right. <laughs> And with my doctorate in organizational leadership from Pepperdine, I, I, I actually got um, a lot more insight into what it takes to really um, do this right, meaning do entrepreneurship or uh, do business or, or really affect change um, at a global perspective. And so one of the things I do for my clients, um, and we are the only bank in the western um, uh, part of the United States, or actually North America that does this, I, I do um, executive thought leaders roundtables. And I lead them myself because I can, because I've been doing this for a long time. And um, the roundtables, we talk about uh, what's keeping you up at night. For example, I brought... Uh, an author and a professor from uh, a local university to talk about millennials. How do you manage millennials is a big issue right now in business. <laughs> and I happen to have three children, and they're all millennials, so I get along great with millennials, and I love my millennial um, employees because I learn a lot from them. But, but the conversation at the table um, is, is always very rich. I also brought in uh, Michael Gerber, my friend Michael Gerber. He's the author um, of, uh, of a book on 
small business, and he's the guru of small business. And um, and, and so I'm bringing in uh, incredible people to as a thank you to my clients. Other things that I do, and, and you know, I, I always stand for building trust and value in relationships for generations. When you and I met 20 years ago, I was doing that. Now it's, it's, it's our right. mantra, it's our motto, it's in my business card. If you remember, I've always talked about that. And so when you yep. think about generational transfer, when you think about you want to build value, you want to build trust, and you want to add value for generations, then how do I add value in a, in a way that people don't normally add value? So I do the Executive Thought Leaders Roundtable to thank my customers for being so faithful, we were uh, named the number one bank in Orange County three years in a row now, where when I, when I came to the bank, we, we weren't really well known. And I'm very grateful. And so I want to add value to my clients. I have, I have gotten Tesla to my branches, and we've done test drives with Tesla. I have shut down Tiffany's in Santa Monica and brought my customers right before uh, Valentine's Day, uh, brought them into Tiffany's and, um, and done some, some creative things. I do golf clinics for women. I bring in friends oh, and it. I take the women and I will do a workshop on how do you connect effectively at the golf course and how do you build your business at the golf course. And then I've teamed up with, a, with uh, Azucena and she is the head of the Latina Golfers Association. And I've teamed up with her. We're about to do some more golf clinics here in, in Southern California. So, so we do business uh, differently. Um, the, the people that attend these kinds of events that we're doing uh, will always inevitably say, oh, my goodness, I never thought about this for my business. I never thought, <laughs> did you know that, you know, that only 5% of the business owners um, uh, have done a plan for when they retire or when they're sick and their family knows. That means 95% of business owners have not. And so I do clinics for that, and, and we educate our clients. And, and we do VIP, and it's all first class, and we do it as a thank you. We don't charge our clients anything to do this. It's a, it's a thank you. Mm. And inevitably, our clients will be so wowed that they'll bring us other clients. And our business is completely blooming. We're breaking records. In fact, I presented to 30 banks around the world through the Corporate Executive Board in Chicago last year as a best-in-class turnaround. And they did a case study on, on our bank. There so you the go. I there. love it. You're, yeah. And and I remember. Yeah. And I remember you were doing this. You know, 20 years ago. I mean, it was it was yeah. always part of who you were as an individual. It, you didn't make you didn't make this up. You didn't. It was just the way you saw the world. And and I'm so happy to see where 20 years later, where that's taken you. So I hear I hear that there's something in the air about the Vatican. What's up with that? That sounds so exciting. <laughs> Tell me about it. It is. It is. It's very exciting, Danny. Uh, uh, Monsignor Giacomo Papalardo, uh, who is in the Vatican, uh, very high level uh, Monsignor. He, you, you remember most recently, Mother Teresa was made a saint. He had to approve that. Yeah. So he runs the department of mm. the Vatican that, that does the research and approves sainthood. He uh, gave me a one-and-a-half-page recommendation on my book. And wow. when I talk to book to folks, yes, 
So when I talk to folks in the book industry, when I talk to uh, uh, even publishing companies, they're like, we have never heard of the Vatican endorsing a book. And uh, so right after I, I, I uh, unveiled the book, I unveiled the book in D.C. during the inauguration week. And regardless of political affiliation, I think it, it was a wonderful opportunity to get a book with the name of Hashtag Values in the hands of Congress people, in the hands of senators, in the hands of leaders from around the world. It was a fantastic opportunity to get the book inside of the White House and people from the White House, from the, the, the military. And then right after that, I went to the Vatican and spent a little bit of time with Monsignor Giacomo Papalardo and having a lot of conversation and dialogue with him around how he firmly believes that the book should be in the hands of every leader and every government leader around the country. And he's facilitated um, a little bit of that. And now I'm, I'm scheduled to, to speak to a few government leaders already um, in different parts of the world. So very exciting, and I'm very humbled that someone uh, from the Vatican would see it fit that um, a book such as Hashtag Values would be able to be an instrument to create a ripple effect to turn around the social epidemic that has been going on around the world, and it's really a global mm-hmm. social epidemic, and to turn that around mm-hmm. and to create and to build values and put them back into the fiber of the culture around the globe so that we can go back to being uh, communicating, to, to being team, to, to collaborating. And, and, and as you see the political landscape around the world, you know, the collaboration, communication, teamwork, um, uh, ethics, uh, integrity uh, and trust is something that uh, we need to turn around and we need to bring back to the fiber of what we call our government and what we call academia uh, and in business and in every area that really are the pillars of an economy. Mm. Before we, we're we're getting close to the end of our time, but before we go, I want to talk a little about something I know has always been very important to you, and and, um, and you place high emphasis in your book, and that's mentoring. Tell us a little about mentoring. <clears throat> There's two things: mentoring and champions. So, I just I just spoke at a women's conference this uh, this week and had had just a little tiny opportunity to speak about mentoring, and we were talking about mentoring up. And reverse mentoring. In fact, I just I just put an article on on LinkedIn by someone else that's a great writer for Forbes on on reverse mentoring. As we go through our journey, it's really critical to have mentors. I have always had mentors, Danny, and you know this. You've always from yes. the beginning of my career, and today I have mentors for every area of my life. I have spiritual mentors, I have business mentors, I have mentors in education, I have mentors that are telling me and teaching me how to get the social media piece and how to get my book out on social media. Mentors that teach me protocol when I go to visit a prime minister or the president of a country or the president of an organization. Um, Great leaders are also great followers. Great speakers are also great listeners. And so just like we have mentors, we should also have reverse mentors, 
individuals who are always giving us feedback on how did I do here? How did I show up? And normally the, the mentors are above us. I think some of my most valuable mentors are my employees. The people that I go to that tell me the truth without worrying about <laughs> are they going to get in trouble or whatever, but I create that safe space. And so the reverse mentoring is really critical to keep us grounded. That, you know, and, and I think that that, I think, has been one, you have many things that make you successful, but the fact that you're always consistently supporting others and and the reverse mentoring is something different. I never heard that before, but I love it. Um, any any final uh, ideas, thoughts, messages you'd like to give our listeners today? I think where we are in the world, and one of the things you started with, and, and Danny, the, the work that you do, I just wanted to give a shout-out for the work you do. It is unique. It is absolutely needed, and uh, the trips that you're doing uh, are just amazing. So I want to align with what with what you talked about and what, with what you started. You started with mindfulness and being present. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we are up to something in the world, and I think everybody is, whether it's in your school or in your neighborhood or around the globe, being present and being mindful is something that is so very critical. And in business, we run so very quickly that I think we forget that it's really important to slow down and to stop Mm -hmm. the clock and to get centered on what is truly important to us. One of the tests that I gave in the book was on values, is Rokisha's value system. And you have it in the book. You can actually, it's really, really simple. It's a list of values. You, you, You prioritize them. Understand what your values are. Get really clear on what's important to you. And it's almost like, taking a map and saying, I am in Los Angeles, I'm going to be driving to San Francisco. You've got to know where you are. You've got to know where you're going. And then you build up a roadmap. You cannot build up that roadmap if you're not mindful, if you're not present to where you are and be realistic and be honest about where you are. Don't lie to yourself. Don't, don't mm-hmm. second guess yourself. Know exactly where you are and then figure out exactly where you're going. I have already written down my 80th birthday toast. When I turn 80, I'm going to be in the, in the island of Cocolisa with my children, and we're going to be toasting to the people that God has brought into my life to be able to make a difference. And I've already written that toast. So I know where I'm I going, it. and, I, and I, there's no, no, um, no doubt about where I am. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I feel like I'm in a wonderful journey. And so being mindful and being present is the foundation or getting yep. to where you want to go. But don't be so focused on the future and be so reminiscent on the past that you forget to live in the present, which is exactly the only thing we have right now is the present. That's why it's a gift. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show today. Um, um, we needed at least two hours for this interview, but we're out of time. I want to thank you. Folks, you can find her at drbetty.com. Is that right? Drbetty.com? Yeah, uh, Dr. Dr. Betty, you, you Yeah, 
so if you buy her book from her website, the money's going to scholarships. So I want to encourage you to do that. Of course, buy it from Amazon. Buy it from her. You want to support her, but to support the scholarship thing she's doing, I think you have to buy it from the website. Is that correct? Actually, there there are two nonprofit organizations that I've teamed up with, and you can make a donation in my website. And you walk into a purchase you, the, you can you can purchase the the book from Amazon or from Barnes and Noble. Um, if you wanted a okay. signed copy for a donation, you can certainly uh, send me an email and or send me a LinkedIn message, and I can totally do that. If you make a donation, um, then I will definitely send okay. you a signed copy of the book. All right, folks. Uh, it's been a wonderful interview. Look her up. Um, she's an amazing woman. I'm so happy to to have known her all these years. Next week, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an author by the name of Michel Pascal. Michel, that's he is obviously French. He uh, wrote a book called Meditation for Daily Stress: Ten Practices for Immediate Well-Being. It's going to be an interesting interview. And uh, please join us next week. Also, I want to remind you. Uh, that I do have two trips uh, that we're doing uh, to Peru this year. You can go to DanielGutierrez.com and go to Global Events, teach you all about it. And remember, as Dr. Betty was talking about just a few minutes ago, take a deep breath, get present, and realize that in this very moment, the right here, right now, you're alive. Be grateful. Have a beautiful day. You're a open to receive the magic.